Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric from Gavany, who has a pet dog called Pickle. Hi, my name is Samantha. I play Laura Greyvale and she is a sorceress from the province of Navalia. Hello, I'm Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Farben in the province of Gavany. Hi, I'm Ryan. I play Ogvar Shawfort, a goat herding, mushroom seeking ranger from Keswick. company with their clerical companion at Selhof City Southern Gate and headed the horses toward the halfway settlement of Stagwick on their journey toward Jenrick's Tower. Kuin took charge, carefully checking a bridge crossing while Ogvar put in a sterling shift driving the wagon. Camping out did not tick Elora's box for creature comforts, but regardless, her witching hour watch passed without a whiff of trouble with only the horses' wickers breaking the silence. Next morning, Esther constructed the canvas cover over the cart just in time to keep them dry, and Alora experienced the arrogance of equines by failing to get to grips with a gelding. However, Ogvar's aura must have been more amenable as it was more like putty in his palms. Sometime later on the trail, the companions were given considerable cause for concern as a dirty, dishevelled and desperately distressed child appeared. Ivona's tale of terror was told in a way only a child can, and the team were compelled to help. After an aerial search of the surroundings, Ogvar's now very angry avian sidekick returned, advising our adventurers of his findings. Episode 101, Tracing the Trail. We, we may have a potential location, and well, Ivy here says she's a... Uh, she's She's only been running for today, so she hasn't seen a, she hasn't been out overnight yet, so we can assume we're not too far away. Well, I think we'd better go and check that out. We can't ignore it, can we? Quite, quite not. Now, right. Well, uh, well, somebody's going to need to stay here with the carriage and going to need to leave at least a couple of us here, I think. Well, there's only four of us, so... Yeah. Um, what do you want to do, guys? Well, the, the best person at character, the best person to stay with us is Esther. She's we, We've all got the general idea that it's a vampire, and she, that's what she used to deal with. So if anyone knows anything, what? No, it's fine. I'm just wondering where you've yeah, got the yeah. ideas about uh, <laughs> I, I never knew vampires smell like fish. Hanging from the ceiling? Oh, I see where he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, oh. if he's upside down or right way up. And if there's rope attached to him. Ah. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I didn't... There was no <laughs> it's interesting, thing. that, isn't it? 
Well, we know that there's a, a vampire around. Well, there are oh, vampires oh, everywhere, yeah, yeah. aren't they? They are commonplace, yeah. 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 Okay, then. Well, in that case, uh, look, we're going to have to leave... We're going to have to leave the little girl here. So, Esther can look after the little girl. Let, let's all pee this out, I think. Kuin, do you want me to come with you? And we'll leave Ogvar and Esther here for now, and then maybe if Ogvar sends Murdoch to watch over us, if we need to go and if we need to get him, we could get Murdoch to come back and get him, maybe. Well, I, I or I could reason. send Rowan, but uh, it's a little unpredictable, so I'd rather use Murdoch at this point. We're still some way from the cave. I see no reason why we can't. Uh, if we can get the the wagon a little closer, we can. We'd all go. There's no. Hmm. Well, you've only said she's been running for the best part of the day. There's no point calling for help if I'm two hours away. Well, I don't know how far the cave is. The cave can't. Be that I mean. Uh, should we go scout it first? Well, let's find out where it is. If I may, if I may, dearie, why don't you leave Ivona in my care? I am more than capable of looking after horses, wagon and child. And why don't the three of you go together? I highly doubt that we'll be able to get the wagon through that brush. Uh, it looks quite dense to me, doesn't it, Ogvar? It looks, it looks quite dense. Well, I don't think the wagon's going to go off, off track. I mean, the wagon's going to have to stay here. OK, yeah, Esther, that will do. Yes, well, um... Why don't you take... We have saddles, don't we? Why don't you take a horse each? I suppose we could. Yeah, I, I guess... I guess we could. Okay, fine. Uh, Alora's going to start unhitching the horses. Um, and Kieran's going to go, I'm not having that row. <laughs> okay. So, you're unhitching the, the horses... The Each of you pick. The done. The one you had. Oh, the done. That's the done. The, the done. Okay. So, pick out your horses. Roan, Bay, Dunn, or Scoobold. Um, Ogva will take the Roan, which he um, saddled up, well, uh, hitched up at the beginning of the day. Kewin will take the Bay. Okay. <laughs> Keith leaving the done well alone. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Laura would take the skewbold because she it did calm down for her eventually so she's gonna shuffle round okay. bring the horses round to the, well certainly start bringing the horses round to the back of the wagon and start tacking tacking them up yeah okay you're able to tack them up getting tacked up um esther's keeping ivona busy um showing her um, how to play uh, probably some, some variation of kind of cat's cradle with a bit of wool that uh, Esther's got she's just keeping her busy keeping her you know her mind off things um, Ogvar you you have your raven statue oh, back oh do I? Um, okay yes I was going to leave it with her oh no if you want to leave it with yeah, her yeah. that's uh, absolutely fine yeah, yeah you can leave it with so her so I would like to before I go um, go talk to Ivan and say uh, the three of us are going to go off and, and try and find your your, your brother. And um, you, you keep hold of the raven, because I'll be taking uh, Murdoch with me. But uh, if you do need me when I'm gone, this, uh, this raven has, has, has a little trick up its sleeve. You can send me a message from it if you, if you wish. If you, if you feel you need us, just uh, 
No hesitation to use it. She looks up at you, she gives you a big hug, um, squeezing you as, as hard as her frail little arms can manage. Um, and then she just kind of buries herself back into Esther's lap and continues playing uh, this, this form of cat's cradle, whatever this kind of game is. Um, okay, so yeah, you saddle the horses up, you mount up. Sorry, Alora's going to put her backpack, she's going to hitch it to the side of the saddle. Yeah. Okay. So, Kieran, Ogvar, you hitching your backpacks? Are you uh, leaving them? Yeah, Ogvar will take his, yeah. Yeah, just in case. Leaving <coughs> yep. kit and stuff. Okay. And are you taking Orland with you as well? Uh, I assume so, because I'm just... I'm, I'm wearing him, so... Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you mount up, and off you go. Everyone make me a... Wide oh check, I believe it is. Oh, okay. Wide check. That'll be a first. Oh, that's good. Oh, that'll be a twenty-two all in for Laura. Twelve for Ogva. Yep. Okay. Five for Kieran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have had that charging smart and had my own magical steed. I wouldn't have had the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Elora on your skewball. The skewball is very docile. It's um, it's not lazy, but it, it's it's very docile, very compliant. You give it a bit of a nudge, and it's just happy to start plodding off. And you know, it's it's pretty pretty solid solid pony. Ogvar on the roan. Um, you're quite happily seated, um, and you you kick off, you, you begin your way, and it's a little bit frisky under saddle. Um, you perhaps have a little trouble balancing mm-hmm. Orland with you. Um, Orland is quite insistent that he's going to sit on front in, 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 on the pommel in front with you. Um, and it, you. You're trying to juggle bag, horse, and, and, and raven, and you know the writing desk as well. It, so it, you're, you're perfectly fine. You're just perhaps a little. You, know, you have the occasional kind of oh moment where you're like, oh, I think I'm going to fall off. Kieran, as you get on the bay. You give it a good hard kick to gear up, and the horse goes, leaving you on a pile in the ground. Uh, what was that? It doesn't go. It doesn't go far. It's just. It's just shot forward. It's scooted forwards, and and Kieran, you have just been left deposited on the floor. Well, Laura's gonna look over her shoulder and go, "What, Kieran? What's keeping you? Come on, get up. We've got to go somewhere. Get get on your horse. What are you playing at? Oh, right. Okay." Uh, maybe I kicked it a little too hard. I don't know my own strength here, so uh, oh, I'll try again. So climb let's back ho- on. Let's hope it's forgiving. Yeah. yeah, you climb back on, and you're able to settle down with an apple. With an apple, Kieran gets an apple. <laughs> yeah, you you're able to get back onto it. You give it the apple. It begrudgingly accepts the apple, bites your finger a little as it does, uh, and it. You know, it's it's quite reluctant, but you get back on it, and it pretty pretty quickly it forgives you and forgets. You say I've got the gold, I've got and the gold. It's on, so it probably hurt its teeth. <laughs> it probably did, yeah. Uh, but anyway, you're back on the horse, and uh, the pony is following along. Okay, so I take it you're probably going to ride in the general direction that Ivona came from. Yeah, I think Alora yeah. would go up front because. Um... 
Her horse is obviously a bit more steady and she would perhaps think hopefully it would set an example for the others to follow. Yep, okay. So you begin to make your way through the brush and the, the these fir trees and you have to duck and dodge at some points because these boughs are quite low. Um, Ogvar, from your shoulder, Murdoch takes flight and he flitters ahead of you, only going maybe 30 foot ahead at a time, landing on a branch, waiting for you to catch okay. up, taking flight again and, and going the same. So he leads you on. Are you continuing to walk or are you picking up the pace? What, what kind of pace are you travelling at here? Uh... I think Alora would be actually moving on. She's not going to trot, but she'd be moving on at a, a decent walk. Yeah. Me as Ryan, I don't have any, any idea of horse speed. So. So Alora would be like, come on, boy, let's go. Kieran uh, will just be trying to keep up. Okay. So you carry on at a brisk walk. And it was probably about all in, about 12 o'clock when you actually set off. Um... When you, when you set off on horseback so the hours pass by and you aren't seeing any sight of a cave however Ogvar make me a, actually all of you make me a survival check that's a natural 20 oh, very nice oh, three well considering Laura has a minus one to that check she's still got a 15 17 for Hogvar. Nice. 17, nice. Okay. So, the rain eases off mid-afternoon. It's still very overcast, very cloudy. But you're now travelling through um, underneath these fir trees and you are getting big fat droplets of water slipping off, landing on your, your head, your back, slipping uncomfortably down your neck into the back of your armour queue in. And, and the ground is quite soft, it's quite muddy. And as you're going along, you can all see traces of Ivona's mad dash through the woods. You can see the occasional um, scuffle, disruption of, of slightly soft earth where you can see almost toe marks where her toes have dug in, she's tripped, her knees have hit the ground, her hands have clawed, she's scrambled back up. You can see um, the occasional odd broken branch, broken twig, probably more prominent to you. Um, Ogvar being a man of the woods you probably see these broken twigs more prominently um, and Delora you actually catch sight of um, the occasional smear of blood perhaps from a hand where she's brushed up against a tree uh, and you can all you all see kind of you know the odd occasional scrap of clothing which is being caught in the gorse and in the bramble I think I think she came this way there seems to be a bit of debris and broken branches I'm not a man of the woods Ogvar you'd be able to tell more than me but I, I can I can see traces of where it looks like someone's been through. There's there's the odd trace of blood as well. Mm, oh yes, so I see that. Cumin seems to have Cumin uh, seems to have his, uh, his his sights locked in on this one. So I think uh, I think we're all in no doubt that we're going the, the correct way. So yeah, you you can all clearly see that this is obviously a very uh, a very clear path that you can see Ivona's flight through the woods. Um, and obviously she's she's quite short, she's quite small. So all of this kind of debris and detritus is all obviously kind of like at a low level. It's near the ground. Um, you actually come across a little little brook, um, and it's got quite quite steep banks. It's it's quite a, it's, it's like a deep deep cut brook which is running through the woods uh, to the point where you will actually have to jump it with your horses to cover. 
Uh, but you can see why Vona's kind of made a leap for it, and she's, uh, you can imagine she's kind of crashed into the other side, kind of face first, chest first, onto the ground, and in this big disturbance of dirt where she's just bodily flung herself over this, this, uh, what it would be to her, obviously, a massive kind of canyon. Um, and you are going to have to jump this to clear it with the horses. So, you can all make me ride checks. Okay, so that would be a 10 all in from Alora. 19 for Kewin. 16 for Ogvar. 16 for Ogvar. Okay, so Elora, with a 10, you are. You were able to make it over this this crap. You, you turn the horse around, give it a bit of a run up, give it a bit of a G up, and it's. It's quite reluctant. You think it's going to, you think it's going to dig its heels in, but you give it a bit of a kick and it makes it over. You're, you're slightly unseated, but you're fine. Ogvar, similarly, you take a bit of a run up. Your roan happily pops over it, and Kewin, your bay, as you turn it around in a circle to line it up, it grabs the bit between its teeth and launches itself forward. And it throws itself over this gap. Almost, you would might say, in an attempt to unseat you in revenge, which it failed, you managed to stay on. Alora, when she's reached the other side of this, Alora would, as she's riding along, uh, continuing along, I think she would cast Mage Armor on herself. So she's going to sort of... Okay. Slight hand movement and just cast Mage Armor on herself. Quietly, but she's she's just going to do that as she's going. And Kirin is going to cast Wanderers at so, uh, uh, Right then, you two. Uh, I've got this little extra just in just in case there's we come over any vampires, uh, undead, or werewolves. Because we're a bit we heard some very nasty words. So Laura's just going to twist cast... round in her seat and, and and look at Kirin and intently as he's talking. And cast uh, Wanderer's Ward uh, on you. It, it'll give you if 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 you've got a. It'll give you that little bit of boost, just in case you get attacked. Oh, a little, bit of once. a little bit of protection. Yes, you know, only once. But oh, thank uh, you, thank you, Kieran. It lasts really six hours. So fantastic. That's great. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you. Much appreciated. Dingly. Indeed. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> okay. So you've probably been travelling for two hours now. Um, obviously two hours on horseback, so you have covered a lot more ground than little Ivona would have on her feet. Um, and overhead, Murdoch circles. He goes, ah, not far. As crow flies, not far. Ah. Hey guys, I, I think we're getting uh, close to our, our location. Are we staying on the horses, or are we, uh... Let's just... We'll, we'll go a little bit steadier. Okay. So, uh, Laura's gonna go, Oh, steady, lad. And she, she's just gonna slow the horse ever so slightly and make a bit more of a slower progress. She's still moving forward, but just making slower progress, going more steady. Okay. So it's probably another hour when you begin to notice all of you that the trees 
are starting to thin. And ahead of you, you can see in the very front row of trees, you can see a hole low down in the, in the brush growth, which you would assume that Ivona has scrambled through. Uh, it's very much just kind of the branches being pushed back, they're broken. It very much looks like Ivona's run through this, this, this line of trees. And as you get closer, you can see in front of you a clearing. This clearing is probably about 30 foot in diameter and directly opposite you in a sharp outcrop of this red sandstony rock you can see the gaping maw of a cave. Laura's going to hold her hand up and just halt. She's just going to pull on the reins and just go, whoa, stand. Guys. She's going to turn the horse around to face the other two. There's, there's the mouth of a cave just over there. So we've reached our destination. What do you want to do from here? She's going to... Do, do you want... Do you want me to try and send Rowan in? Yes. Should I try it? Yes. Right, she's going to... Is Rowan, I'm assuming he's gone back onto a side or somewhere, or is he still flitting around? Uh, no, so he's on your side. He's right, in she's his gonna little house. Put her hand in and pull him out of the little house, and she's going to hold her hand up, then hanging off it, and say, Rowan, there comes a time when I need you to do a job. This is a serious situation. We need to. We need. We need answers. We need you to step up now. Okay. I want you to go into the cave. I want you to go and find out what is in there. And I'd like you to come back and tell me what is going on. Have a good search. Don't get caught. Off you go, please. This is really important. And she's going to send him off. Do you kind of rip him like a Beyblade? <laughs> yeah, she's just going to give him a flick and let him go. She's going to flick his hand and let him go. Fling. Yeah, just, yeah he's pretty agile, isn't he? He's a bat. As agile as a bat. <laughs> like a, like yeah. a pokey... Like a, like a pokey ball, just yeah, yeah. pitch him. Yeah, he can just go. Okay, so... You release Rowan, and you see him make a very meandering path towards the mouth of the cave. It very much resembles the old cartoon of when someone isn't supposed to be there, and they just kind of walk around and do 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 do. It's very much that you get that very much that kind of feeling from it. Like he's he's blending in, he's stealthing, and he's just kind of making these odd little meanders and like, oh, I'm totally not going towards the mouth of the cave, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and yeah he disappears into the dark what are you doing while Rowan's busy I think Ogvar will get down off his horse and start preparing himself to uh, to go in really yep I think uh, Allura would follow seat I think Allura would follow seat she's just going to dismount and again find somewhere under cover maybe a little bit of um 
behind some cover to tether the horse. Kieran will get down and he'll, 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 he'll go have one of those. Ah. Oh, yes. And he's going to pull out of his backpack a potion of dark vision. And he's going to hand it to Ogfa. Oh, okay. Right, because. Okay. Just in case it's dark in there, because I can, if I set off my celestial skin. For a brief time, I do have dark vision. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and then we're going to tie up the horses. Uh, uh, are we going to tie up the horses just out the way? Yeah, let's just put them behind thicket or some thick areas of trees or something. Let's let's see if we can just hide them. Are there any? Um, is there anything that where we can pull a bit of brush or? Some gorse bushes, somewhere that we can put the horses round. You are, you are mostly concealed okay. where you are. You are still within. So this clearing in front of you, thirty foot in diameter. So it's thirty foot away to the front of the cave from the tree line, but you are still behind the tree okay, line. Okay, well, she's going to look on the floor and just see if there are any any other tracks. If if there's no regularly used path, obvious track, then she's just going. Yeah, okay. In that no. case, she will just tether the horse behind some trees or a thicket or something. Yeah, you're able to find like a decent sturdy branch and you're able to just kind of flip the reins over and, and tether them up. Um, yeah, okay. So it's actually only about 10 15 minutes before Rowan returns. So Rowan returns. And he flits over to you and he's doing that thing again of very much like, oh, I'm totally not sneaking out of somewhere I shouldn't have been, kind of do 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 wander to the air, oh, look, what's that over there? Oh, I'm going back now, kind of kind of thing. And he comes back to you and he, he perches upside down, hanging off a branch in front of your face. Uh, and he's quite a plump bat and it's not a very strong branch, so the branch kind of dips and <laughs> bounces back what slightly. Gives, what gives Rowan? Um, and he's now... He's now upside down at eye level with you. What gives? What's in there? Mead! What? Mead! Mead? There's mead in there? What is it, a brewery? He gives what... He gives what you would assume is the equivalent of a bat huff. It's this very kind of... (coughs) Kind of... Kind of sound. And... I can't do Rowan's voice, so Rowan will tell you that there was one room, big room, rectangular kind of room, um, and he'll basically tell you that there were people in there and a human bat. Ooh. Good shout, Colin. Uh, Rowan sent into cave, <laughs> tells us. One room. Sorry, one room, some people. One room, some people, and what he describes as human bat. And Elora, you can make me a wisdom check with a plus two on that one. A wisdom check? Seriously? Oh dear. Okay. Um, where's. With a plus two. Actually, he's your familiar, plus four. Four. 
of 17 all in. Yeah, okay. When he says human bat, you get the feeling that he doesn't mean human bat in sense of, like, it's a vampire man bat kind of thing. You just get this feeling from him, knowing Rowan and knowing how he kind of describes things. When he says human bat, you, you're you not really sure you th- it means what you think it means. It's a man dressed up as a cricket bat. <laughs> um, it could be, yeah. It's a fancy dress party going on down there. Oh Pinata. After hours. <laughs> You go in there and what, you'll find one of those special um, clubs, God, isn't it? it? <laughs> YMCA, <laughs> an, an Indian <laughs> chief, and a police officer, blue, blue oyster bar <laughs> in a cave. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, thanks, Rowan. Um, a human bat. Okay, um, look, just just stick by me for now. Um, bear with me. Hmm. Hang on. Uh. Um, oh, guys. Yeah. Apparently, there's. Oh, did that? Oh, yeah. Would they have understood this as well, or? Uh. Or do I really? He speaks. He yeah, speaks common, so. doesn't he? He actually yeah. speaks to you, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 When? Okay. Actually, has Rowan got a performance um, check on there? He probably has. Let me get. Has Rowan got performance? Let me get his stats. Hang on. I just need to find his sheet. Rowan. Uh, no, he hasn't. Right, make me a uh, d20 with a charisma check for Rowan from Rowan's scores. d20 with a charisma, right, okay. Um, that's a whole... seven. <laughs> <laughs> from Rowan. Yeah, Rowan does, as you say, human bat. He makes a very, very odd kind of motion. And you would say he's probably trying to imitate. Um, and he, his, his little kind of wings, he kind of folds them so they're on his tubby kind of waist. And as he's hung there, he just kind of sticks his tongue out and just bleh, kind of makes that kind of motion while hanging upside down okay Rowan uh, thanks for that um, just just stay by me by the way you by the way you can play charades with your bat at any time you I please I can play my what <laughs> we're all just sat there doing that then trying to figure what he was doing <laughs> kind of like a like a you know you see that kind of cartoon dead people and like kind of tongue stuck out to one side and eyes like scrunched shut that's the kind of face he makes but yes if you ever want to play charades with your bat you are more than welcome to play oh. charades with your bat okay maybe that way he will get better maybe <laughs> okay maybe that's my good that's maybe might gonna be my communication work with him i don't know Play charades yeah play play charades see if i can understand him better i need to read that book <laughs> um Okay. <laughs> Alora's going to look to the others and just place both of her palms upward, shrug her shoulders, and and just wave her arms slightly in gesticulation, kind well, of like 
make of that what you will. Uh, well, either he's a vampire, <laughs> which doesn't seem that way, or he might be injured. And now it might be using him as a piñata type thing. <laughs> and then, you know, he's injured. I can just see Q in it in him. You will break. What are you... <laughs> What's inside? What have you got? <laughs> um... Okay, so how do you want to play this? Oh dear. I think we're going to have to go in at some point. Okay, so um, what cover can we see across this clearing? Is there is is there any cover outside the mouth of the cave? What no. time of day is it? We set off at midday, didn't we? So it's been a couple of hours. So it's mid. It's yeah. about three o'clock. Do you want to wait until dark? It'd be dark in there anyway, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I just meant, but there's no nothing moving outside the front of the cave. Do you want to try and sneak up to the cave front? Yeah, yeah, just go go over to the cave front and go in. Everyone can make me a listen check. Uh, that's a 17 all in from Alora. 20 all in from Gubin. 15 all in from Ogvar. Mm. Nice. Okay. So who, sorry, who was the lowest? Was it at 11? Nah, uh, 15 for Ogvar was the lowest, I believe. Okay, 15's the lowest. You all hear a very faint cry. And it sounds like a male voice. A young boy, perhaps. The cry of Ivona! Alora's gonna look at the other two, point to her ear, point to the cave and say did you hear that? I've only just nodded excuse me yes yes so the brother is in the cave right? could well be Bradley Bradley? Brady Bradley Brady huh? Brady Brady Brady. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) right we've got to go in there we've got no choice we must do this well I'm not leaving him in there I'm sure you're not no no quite not at all can we move up to the edge of the cave and sort of just not quite stand in front of the mouth, but just stand to the side? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can move. You move through the clearing, and again, you can see traces of Ivona's kind of flight, um, toe marks in the dirt, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, you can move to the cave entrance. You can't really see anything in there. It looks pitch black. Okay. Uh, Laura would like to. Share a spell with Rowan. Okay. She would like to share Ray of Flame. Right. And make sure that he is back with her. Yeah. Okay. So she's going to turn. She's going to lay her hands on him and say, Rowan, I'm going to give you something now. I'm going to give you a spell. Mead? No. I, I tell you what, Rowan. I will give you mead later if you if you look after this spell and deliver this for me and get this right we need to come to an understanding and I need you to help me now I need you we need you there are people that need help he he puffs out his little bat chest in this very prideful and he's got this little kind of orangey tuft on the front of his chest like a little bib and he puffs it out but uh Kewin and Ogva hear this. They're talking to Rowan. Oh, yes. Uh, When we get to uh, the next inn, 
Rowan, I'll buy you a mead. Just for you. Everybody likes you, Rowan, but we need you to step up. We need you to be part of the team. <laughs> okay, you're giving a <laughs> We're having a bit of back therapy. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to start somewhere with him, haven't we? <laughs> okay. He's on a sabbatical. Oh, <laughs> <dear>. um, <laughs> so she's going to imbue him, and as, as she touches him, that it, there's a glow. She's imbuing him with ray of flame to level one spell. Okay. Okay. So you imbue your bat with the spell. It's now a magically charged mead fueled bat. Good mix, isn't it? Right, mead yeah. and so what flame. are you all it's doing? <laughs> alcohol and flame. Right, uh, Kieran's going to turn to uh, Ogfa and Alora and say, "Right, how about this? You can see in the dark your dark fishing. I can, Ogfa." If you take the dark potion, I'll you cast light on the end of my sword. I'll go further ahead, and you stay in the wings in the dark, and you'll be able to see because you're long range, and I can take the brunt. And if it does get the light does go out, I can use my my, uh, my little thing and. I'll be able to see in the dark as well. Well, unless there's magical darkness cast, the light will not go out. Uh, what would you uh, like me to cast it on? At the end of me, uh, sword. sword. Right. Allura will, ca- <laughs> will cast light. Allura <laughs> will cast light on his sword tip. Okay. God. Children. <laughs> I don't know who's worse than battle those two. <laughs> Right, she's yeah, she's cast light so on the tip of um, cast light on Kieran's sword. So come on, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Right, Alora is going to start moving across the open space, that, and she but she's going to move. It's bit. How far is it to the cave? Oh, I was already there. Already oh, there. sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't realise we'd already gone that far. Right, still... So. Kieran's going to start going in the cave. Yep. Right. Ogvar just has a quick glug of the old potion and he's ready to go. How does that taste? Mm, like licorice. Like licorice? <laughs> oh, what's it? That oh, I wish I'd be kept it myself, no? Shh, worst kind I of. like licorice. Shh, let's go, let's go. So Alora's going to hug one wall. Okay. So Alora will go to the left hand <laughs> wall. Well, yeah. I'm going to literally <laughs> hug the wall. Oh, I love you, Wall. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard I've heard of tree huggers, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. So you make your way down into the cave. The cave drops down quite steeply and it's uh, very kind of like a, a shingly kind of rocky uh, rocky opening. And it is about like a forty five degree angle well, probably not forty five, but maybe about a thirty five degree angle down into this cave. So you walk down and it's quite narrow and then it begins to open up so Kewin you have light on your sword Ongvar you have dark vision and Alora you have dark vision as well as you get to the bottom of this passageway you see this room begins to open up and the best way that I could describe it it looks like a piece of bread right okay it's got it's kind of like a rectangular shape with like a bit of a rounded kind of mushroomy top on it. Not like massively curved, but it's just like a, it's got that kind of slight curvature mm-hmm. on the top of the room. 
it's a bit like a piece of bread. And as you look into the room, you see either side of you, there are two big stone blocks. Um, and these blocks have got kind of, um, they have what you would say is, just trying to find the best way to describe it. They're about six foot long and about two foot deep and probably about less than a foot high slots and you can see inside these slots wrapped bodies and all of you can make me spot check please hold on catch you with notes oh that bounced off a 20 <laughs> spot check was it yeah that's a seven all in from Alora. yep seven all in that's a uh, s- spot check. 20, r- natural 20 plus 5. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. oh bloody hell. Nice. Ogba? 28. <laughs> <laughs> Still big <Yeah>. sweat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Kieran and Ogva, <clears throat> you can see, and Kieran, you recognise these. I mean, you will recognise them. You can see the symbol of Avacyn. Oh kind of carved and oh well you recognize this carving it's obviously being carved by a proper stonemason uh carved like decorative scroll work into these by where these bodies are what into the stone um just it kind of Sorry. into the stone yeah no no into the stone uh around where these bodies are these openings for the bodies and Kieran, you would recognize this as possibly what is what known as a lost catacomb so Within the church, there are, across Innistrad, um, catacombs all over the place where people have buried their dead. Uh, and usually these are really, really old and they've been just kind of forgotten about and fallen into disrepair. When the church finds these, they tend to collapse them in, seal them off. There are still an untold amount of these which are just scattered across the place which nobody has any mapped location for. So this is clearly an old catacomb where uh, parishioners or you know members of the church would be buried. So these bodies are most likely that you can see in here are most likely bodies of worshippers of Avacyn who've been laid to rest peacefully in this catacomb. But as you all enter into here and this is something which you would have noticed before you even got in there. There is the strong stench of fish. Sorry, can I just ask, these these stone blocks, six foot by two foot by one foot, are they like... Um... No, 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 no. The blocks aren't six foot by two foot by one foot. On each side, there are big stone blocks with car- holes carved into them six foot by two foot by one foot. Ah, uh, right. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's like it's like stacked. They are. They, it's where bodies have been put in. They've been wrapped and they've been put Understand. into these stone Understand. slots. Understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, but this smell—you can smell this very strong, pungent scent of what Ivona described as fish. You all would recognise more as the scent of blood. 
this kind of iron fishy tang in the air of kind of vast quantities of blood and looking ahead of you you can see all of you beyond as you enter into this main body of the room you pass by these two stone blocks with the rows, rows of wrapped bodies as you enter into the main body of this room you've probably got about 30 foot to the top of this to the other end of this room and on each side of you there are cages made of lashed together wood in the cages you can see corpses these people are clearly dead uh, blood pools in the ground and they vary in stage of kind of uh, uh, they vary in stages there are some which are clearly very very old dried up husks some of them look a little fresher but all of them look pale as if the blood has been drained out of them before they died you hear a sniffling in the room in the one of the cages towards the back left and you hear the quiet sobs of a child of who you can only assume is Brady you also hear a low raspy rattling cough coming from the same direction as you can all see a figure in towards the back corner of the room but the one thing that catches your attention directly ahead of you at the top of this room there is an altar you would all assume this is obviously a this being a burial site a catacomb for the worshippers of Avacyn this would be an altar where you know there would have be scriptures or offerings placed hanging from an iron hook embedded in the ceiling strung up by his legs a figure hangs you can see he's still breathing you can make out the the shallow rise and fall of his chest but this figure is hanging slowly turning from the ceiling he seems to be quite a tall man um, he has a vast quantity of shaggy black hair which is extremely unkempt and dishevelled uh, and it hangs down and shrouds his face like trailing over the top of this stone altar as he just hangs there and who is in the middle Ogvar are you in the middle no Kieran would be Kieran was first and then Alora and Ogvar were off to the sides equally behind him yeah Alora was to the left hand side which I assume Ogvar would have been to the right mm. oh excellent well done Ogvar you've offered yourself up um Okay, so let's see. What? Hey. Yeah, sixteen to hit you, Ogvar. Does not hit. Okay. As from slightly behind you, in one of the the cage closest to this stone block on the right, a tall figure emerges hissing and spitting as its one hand swipes towards you Ogvar and you're able to dance away as it misses and everyone roll me initiative mm -hmm. 
Here goes nothing. Initiative. That's a 16 all in from the law. 16 from Ogvo. 10 for Kewin. Okay, Ogvo or Laura, who's got the highest deck score? I think it's on Laura. I've got a plus four. I've got a plus three, yeah. Okay. So, Elora, top of the round. As you all turn to look at this creature, which has obviously just taken a swipe at Ogvar, you can all see it stands at roughly six foot tall. And it is dressed in what you would assume is once noble clothing. You can imagine it was once a resplendent doublet with some beautiful trousers, you know, boots polished to a high shine. But time and use has worn them away. The doublet is ripped from wrist to shoulder, hanging with just a thin strip of fabric kind of bagging down. Uh, It's dirty, it's encrusted with god knows what substances, most likely blood you would say. The trousers, they are worn, they're ragged, the boots are practically falling off. And this creature, it looks very noble, very regal. You can make out high cheekbones, a strong, straight nose, um, a defined jawline, and a mouth dominated with a row of jagged teeth. Nice. Laura, you're up. Okay, um... She is going to attempt to cast Scorching... Oh, hang on, I haven't rolled initiative for Rowan. Is he going after me or before me? Uh, he will go... He will go after okay. you. Um, I think she will cast Scorching Ray. Um, okay. So she's got a roll to hit. Um, how far away is yeah. this person from me? Um, it's probably about ten foot away. Ten foot, right? Okay. Um, yeah, she she's she's going to she's going to back off very slightly. First of all, she's going to move backwards very slightly, say, yeah, about ten foot. Yep. Okay. okay. Stay. She's going to stay by the wall. Uh, stay by the uh, left hand wall. Back up by about ten foot. She's then going to cast Scorching Ray. So um, it's a roll to hit. Okay. Um, which is broad hit then? Fuck's sake! That is a natural one plus eight. Yep. No, you go to cast this spell and it, it, it something has perhaps gone wrong with your hand movements, with your enchantments. You feel the spell begin to take, then flicker and die, burning a spell slot. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Where to go? So, what are you doing? Come on, come on, quick, 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 quick fire, quick fire. Um, I, I can't. Can I get Rowan to actually cast? Yes, spell? Rowan moves independently. Oh, okay. Yep, you can tell him to do it. So it doesn't burn. It doesn't require me to use the spell slot for him because I've just cast this round. Does it? No. So you've already imbued him with the spell. You've already used the spell slot to imbue him with the spell. Okay, fine. In that case, um, Alora will whisper, Rowan, 
I need you to just take a fleeting touch on that person there. I want you to touch him fleetingly and then leave. Okay, so make me a touch attack for Rowan. That's an 11 plus 4, so that's a 15 from Rowan. You know what? What? You owe your bat a drink of mead because he's just made it. <laughs> <laughs> so he. F- okay, so roll the spell up. Roll the damage for the spell. Uh, the damage for the spell will be. There's also a reflex save of 17. Or it catches fire. Okay, so DC. Yeah, so re- you need to do reflex. Okay, so it's a DC 17 reflex save. Yeah, do a reflex save with DC 17. With a 19, it'll make the save. Okay, that's fine. So it doesn't catch fire for an extra 1d6 per round. That's seven. Seven points seven of damage. Seven points of damage. It's not huge. Nice. Okay. Yep, okay. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Does he, is, does he get away or does he... Yes, Rowan will be able to flit away. Okay. So there's no attack of opportunity. He will flit away. No, he will flit away quite pleased with himself, going, Mead, Mead, Mead. <laughs> yeah, Alora will just beckon, it, beckon him to come back to her. Okay, so next up, Ogar. <clears throat> okay, so I assume I've just been uh, been struck or attempted to be struck at. Am I far enough away to get a shot off with my bow or am I face to face? You are five feet within it. So. Can I use my bow or not? Uh, no, not without incurring an attack of opportunity. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll do it anyway. Okay. Yeah. Remember, you can use your use your Wanderer's Ward as well at any time you so wish as a reaction. Okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'd like to shoot my bow from where I am. Okay, with a seven, it's not going to make the attack of opportunity, so roll to hit. Okay. That is going to be, on the first one, that is going to be a 24. That will hit, yes. Yeah, and is this by any chance uh, undead or human? Yes, it is. Which one would that be? Undead. Undead, okay, brilliant. So, that will be... uh, 4 plus 4 plus 2. 10 points of damage, please. 10 points of damage, nice, okay. And can I roll to it? Are you doing a second? Yes, please. Yep, sure things. Yep. Uh, 14, uh, 15 to hit, sorry. We'll just hit, okay, yes. Okay, brilliant. Roll your damage. Okay. And that will be, uh, same again, that's a 4 and a 4 and a 2. Yes, yeah, so that's another 10 points of damage, please. Wowzers, okay. So, next up is... Are you doing anything else, Ogvar? Um, the only thing I would like to do... Oh, can I? Can I? Use my an- translocation anklet to move ten feet back. Yes, you may. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you leave its range provoking no attack opportunity. Excellent. Okay, so... The creature... There we go. Okay. It turns its eyes to you, Ogvar, as you relocate. 
Okay. Make me a will save, please. Will save. Uh, that is going to be a... 11. Well, okay, so, Ogvar, as you make eye contact with this creature, you feel almost a disgusting, filthy probe into your mind, almost as if claws have seized your consciousness. And you are left standing dumbstruck uh, under the creature's control. In response to Ivona's plea, an impassioned Ogvar, Kuin, and Delora set out to probe the problem at hand, whilst Esther elected to wait with the wagon and their young encumbrance. With the steed saddled and everyone seated, moving off proved a tricky affair for our paladin, who, having virtually no horsemanship skills, was promptly pitched and ditched in the dirt. Not one to be beaten, bravely dusting himself down and determined to master his mount, he boarded the beast once more. After tracing Avona's trail through the trees, Murdoch's message proved correct as a clearing with a cave entrance came into view. Rowan was the obvious choice to reconnoiter the cavern, whilst our companions remained concealed in the copse awaiting a suitably helpful sit-rep. As infiltration mode is invoked, Ogvar goes dark as a potion is presented, whilst Kuin proudly sports himself a shiny sword. The pungent air is less than pleasant, but it is less abhorrent than the abject horrors that our heroes find deep in the darkness of what can only be described as a dungeon. Hey, you made it this far, so lend us your ears for a moment longer if you will. Firstly, we are most humbled that you are enjoying our yarn, and the crew thank you from the bottom of their hearts for your patronage. Producing this podcast is incredibly hard work, and as such, if you would like to support us, there are a few ways in which you could really make a difference. Sharing links to friends and family helps to spread the word so others like you can find us and in turn they too can enjoy the show. Equally helpful is leaving a five-star review on Spotify and any other streaming services, which will help us immensely. Or, if you feel you could go that extra mile and contribute a few coppers to keep our creative juices flowing, you can hop on over to our Buy Me A Coffee page or drop us an email. We would all be immensely grateful for your support in any form. Lastly, we invite you to visit our website, where you will find information on our campaign from backstories to settings. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. All the links are in our episode bios. Don't forget to smash the subscribe and download buttons so you never miss the next episode. See you all again next week, folks.